Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay with God podcast. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am once again also your guest. So today I want to welcome you to the day after Christmas. And I want to speak a little bit about Christmas traditions and developing new normals. And we've had to do a lot of welcoming good normals into our lives since the pandemic came about. So I want to take a little journey down that memory lane. But first, I have a really important announcement that I want to make sure I get to you in the beginning of this episode, and then I'll remind you at the end. But I've talked about having a monthly Q&A, Ask Me Anything. So in order to do that, I wanted to make sure that I made it as easy as possible for you guys to remember and to be able to find it. So the Ask Me Anything Zoom meetups that I'm going to do that will coincide every month up into book launch date will be the second Thursday of each month at 7 p.m. Hopefully that Thursday is not taken up by any of your other requirements (laughs) and that I will have the same Zoom link every month. You'll be able to find that Zoom link on the Gay With God Facebook page. So if you have not yet joined, please join the Gay With God Facebook page and answer all the questions in order to be invited inside. Also, I will put it on my personal Facebook page. So there will be two places, but I really hope that you'll come and hang out with us at the Gay With God Facebook page, and you might also choose to take advantage of our monthly Zoom meetup called My Faith Journey. That is such a sweet time with some very awesome people in the group, and so I would love for you guys to join us in this new year. So the Ask Me Anything Q&As will start January 12th at 7 p.m. When I say ask me anything, as always, I'm pretty open. You can ask me anything about me, about the memoir, about my process of writing, why I'm doing it, what am I hoping to get out of it, whatever questions you want to ask, I will be open to answering those questions. I hope that you will uh, not only join for the camaraderie of those who are following my journey to write the memoir, Gay With God. But I also hope that you will consider doing a pre-order during one of these months before book launch. One of the reasons to do a pre-order is that I get to thank all of you guys for supporting me by giving you some awesome incentives. And when I did my book cover reveal, I'd I'd revealed all of the incentives that I would be setting up for the pre-launch orders. However, I will also remind you on January 12th of all of the incentives that you will get in addition to a signed copy of the memoir once it comes out. So the pre-orders are kind of important because you get a lot of free stuff that you normally would have to pay extra for if you were to get the book and then also do these other things with me, that would be extra. And I'm lumping it all together for a lower price than it would have been if you had just done the webinars with me and then bought the book. So 
I can't wait to offer you these incentives and also to be able to give you a chance to order early and um, and have that ready for me to sign and send to you. Uh, I'm, I'm just so excited to be able to do that for you. That's going to start January 12th at 7 p.m. Find the Zoom link on the Gay With God Facebook page and also on my personal page. I'll be listing that later today. There's that for now. So thanks again, everybody, for listening and and always supporting this podcast. So let's talk a little bit about Christian, a Christian. <laughs> well, not all <laughs> not all Christians follow Christmas and not all people who follow Christmas are Christians. Um, so let's clear that up. But let's talk a little bit about Christmas traditions. Now, growing up where I did in Hickory, we I was a family of five. I had parents and two other siblings. And we had definitely had traditions, but they were not like heaped in a lot of family things going up toward Christmas. Our Christmases were always at our house with us. We would be sent to bed as early as possible on Christmas Eve, apparently sometime during the night after Santa, quote unquote, Santa came to put things under the tree. The living room door was locked. (laughs) So none of us would get up early and get in. Uh, before my parents were able to rise from the bed and let us in. So we would be kind of lined up on the hall, in the hall outside of the living room door, uh, waiting for mama to put on her makeup and fix her hair and get herself all partied up for any pictures that may happen uh, before we went in to have Christmas. We didn't have any Christmas breakfast uh, because we were too excited to eat. But one of our Christmas traditions is that mama would always make a big pot of chili. Because she didn't want to have to worry about a sit-down meal. She knew that we weren't really interested in a sit-down meal. Um, So she would have this big pot of chili, and we could just go and get the chili anytime we wanted to have it. Um, When we were younger, of course, she would serve it to us in a bowl. But as we got older, you could just go in and get your chili whenever you felt like eating. And that was our Christmas dinner until my grandmother... Uh, my paternal grandmother, my mama, decided that that was just horrible. <laughs> I don't know how they came to know this, but um, and then they started hauling in food, uh, ham, which I'm not a fan of, even before I was vegan, ham and all sorts of stuff. And then we had to, we were required to have a sit down dinner, which interrupted our playtime with all of our new toys. And so that was one of the new Christmas traditions that we got after a while is that we had to have a sit down dinner. I really always missed the chili after that because I really liked the simplicity of that. And I thought it took away from the excitement of the day, really, in my child's mind. As I got older and developed a relationship with my now beloved, even during our friendship's Uh, part. I really loved being at her house for Christmas because their Christmas traditions were very, very awesome. They had a Christmas Eve dinner that was very festive and usually very, very, very good. Her mother was an amazing cook and she made these great London broils. This is pre-vegan people. (laughs) Great London broils 
portobello mushrooms and all the sides and and it was always something different every year but it was so so well done and so good and of course there was tree decorating um she waited for all the family to get in and we would drink eggnog and brandy alexander's and decorate the tree and there was music and it was just the best time ever and then on christmas morning she would have a, sh a champagne brunch. And that way you still had the excitement of the gifts and you had plenty of time to open the gifts and everything was great. And then you would sit down for a champagne brunch so that the whole rest of the afternoon after that was open. And as adults, we really loved that part. I didn't always make it to Christmas morning uh, with my dear friend, now my beloved, because I had Christmas with my family. And it was a struggle, as you'll hear in my memoir, to get through my my family Christmas in order to get to, to my beloveds. And that was a struggle for me. And I go into that in more detail in the memoir of how hard that was to, to get from one place to the other. As we then became more than friends and finally had our holy union and then our marriage, we tried to continue to blend the responsibility and obligations I had to get to my hometown to see my family and also to have the traditions that I began to love and embrace as my own traditions, uh, which she grew up with. And so as we were then you know, trying to blend that, uh, we would get up early and get into Hickory and do Hickory with my family and then you know, come back and have Christmas uh, with her, her family. But it was different because, you know, at first we lived like three hours from each other. And so uh, anytime that I was leaving my home to go to her home, yeah, it was a three hour trip. I still made it not by Christmas brunch, but I always made it for the afternoon and they held Christmas gifts for me until I got there, which was really sweet. And then her mother moved. And, and left town. So then that, that meant that we were having Christmas with ourselves in our home. And I loved the tradition that we had of setting a fire first thing in the morning, turning on just the Christmas tree and the mantle lights. And we had Christmas in front of the fire, just my beloved and me. And then it was all out Russian <laughs> to get to Hickory because when my father was alive, he expected me to be there at eight o'clock in the morning and I'm almost two hours away from my hometown. So um, it took a lot to get there early. Um, as as time went on, her mom moved back into our, our town and in our neighborhood. So then we were back to trying to blend the expectations of my family to get to them at, early and still have the traditions of Christmas Eve dinner and cr cr the champagne brunch um, on Christmas Day. So that took some finagling and some hurt feelings and um, and we still wanted to to honor ourselves. So uh, we we started doing the Christmas Eve dinners. And then on Christmas morning, we set our fire. I got up super early to try to get all this timing right. <laughs> so I would get us up really super early. We would have our, you know, Christmas tree light by the fire and our personal time with our fur kids. And then we would pack up and go up to her mama's house. We would have Christmas there, the champagne brunch, 
And then it was all hands on deck, packing up as quick as we could and getting down to Hickory to have the afternoon, uh, which my mom then had stopped making chili and was making just sandwiches. And so then there was Christmas in Hickory and lunch. And then we would come back to our hometown or for several years, our tradition was to leave my mama's house and go up to the cabin. Once the cabin was built, we started going there Christmas night to just be able to decompress from everything and have Christmas at the cabin. Uh, that has not worked out lately because of timing and because of other things that are, are pulling at us. So we have not been able to get up to the cabin on Christmas night lately. But I hope that that will at some point be something that we will be doing again. But then the pandemic hit. So how many of you, you know, had interrupt us of family traditions and, and, and time with family during the pandemic? So once the pandemic hit, you know, we all had to do a new normal. How do we do that? Are we doing it on Zoom? Are we managing to get together with our family at some point? Families, you know, are not all together anymore. Some have passed. You know, things have changed. There may be new members through marriage or or just, you know, new relationships. And, you know, and then there's the coming out that we talked about last time is that once you come out, the, the whole holiday get together with family can sometimes really be painful and sometimes just not available to us anymore. So we had all of that going on. And then this year has been even more incredibly difficult because we have a family member with dementia and it's a very ugly dementia, one that re requires a lot of patience and love and uh, comes along with hurt feelings and frustration and um, just sadness that the new normal now is that it's not normal. And um, there's hallucinations involved and paranoia and hurt feelings. And so the new normal this year was almost thinking we would just not do Christmas. Um, it took me until probably Wednesday of Christmas week to even start baking the things that I normally bake. Um, and we give to neighbors and, and some friends. And it was just difficult to pull that together. Uh, didn't do a Christmas card until Christmas Eve and uh, got that. Uh, well, I guess it was the, the night before Christmas Eve. And I, I was able to get some cards out in the mail on Christmas Eve day. So happy new year to all of you that you may or may not get a card this year. <laughs> um, but I had to give myself permission to just do the things I really felt pulled to do and release the rest. So I did not bake as many things as normal. I did not bake as much of the things that I normally bake. So there was less to go around. And I released myself from the expectation to get cards out before Christmas because I just didn't, couldn't think about it. Our Christmas Eve uh, did not happen at my mother-in-law's this year. We went out to eat. They had a steak uh, salmon dinner, and I got my baked potato and my asparagus, which was really good, by the way. And that was our Christmas Eve dinner. Christmas morning, uh, the Christmas Eve brunch, uh, the Christmas Day brunch was at our house. And we went and got my mother-in-law and brought her down to us after we had to go and get her from a walkabout that she decided to do in the neighborhood and brought her down. And we had the Christmas brunch at our house. But you know what I forgot? was the champagne. And part of that, we had it, it was in the refrigerator and we had bought the non-alcoholic kind because that is what 
is now required for the mother-in-law. But um, I think because we were so conflicted about not having the champagne out on the table and making sure that we only served the non-alcoholic version to her, that we just spaced, just forgot it. It's still in the fridge, by the way. And so the the new normal was that we couldn't rely on her gift of wanting to and loving to make these meals for us because she's no longer capable to do that. And I don't begrudge that at all. It's just so sad to watch her fading away and having these complications and and being so uncertain about what's going on. So our new normal is that there's no normal and we are finding new ways to love each other and new ways to keep a relationship that's fading and just trying to go through the grief of that because it is an everyday, every moment change as to, do you know me? Do you not? Do you think I'm doing something mean to you? How am I ever going to convince you that I'm not doing these things that you're hallucinating about? It's been really difficult on my beloved and it's difficult for me because the, these people are also my family and I've been able to rely on them for open acceptance and love and, and just being a part of a, a family that was just absolutely amazing for all the many years that I was getting to know myself, getting to know my beloved, being embraced into their family as if I'd always been there and continue to be called a daughter when she can remember who I am. The new normal for us as LGBTQIA members of the community, as daughters, as daughter-in-laws, as family members, the main thing that I took away from this Christmas was love. That love never dies, even when it changes. There is a deep connection of love And I've worked with so many kids that even through abuse and, you know, neglect and trauma, there is still a connection to that birth family. And as I worked with kids going through social services and going through foster care and adoption, it was clear that no matter how they were treated, love still remained on some level. And it does change and we do wall off that love uh, to protect ourselves. I know I've done it. Um, Many, many kids did accomplish that wall. And then over time, that wall starts to come back down because love never dies. We may cover it up. We may change it, but it does not die. I, I just believe that even when things change, we can create new traditions Uh, new ways to be together. And I hope that you find that for yourself and I will continue to strive to find it for myself. So thank you for tuning in and listening to the ramblings of the day after Christmas (laughs) podcast. I want to thank you so much for always uh, being supportive and sharing this podcast and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you want more information and links to connect with me, go to the Gay With God show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. There you can find the Facebook group Gay With God, uh, where we do our monthly group entitled My Faith Journey. So please uh, try to check out that Facebook group. And also, um, if you need support and help 
going through your own coming out, or you would like support and help for your faith journey, go to that show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and see how can you can connect with me to receive some coaching. I also want to remind you that that monthly Zoom meetup that will start on the, on the second Thursday of each month on January 12th is the first one at 7 p.m. All about me, Q&A, the memoir, anything you want to ask. The second Thursday of each month until the book launch starting on January 12th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Find that link on the Gay With God um, Facebook group. Remember to answer all the questions so you can be invited inside or you can find it on my personal Facebook page. It's beginning to look a lot like book launch. And so I hope that you will come and join us for the pre-order Q and A's. And you do not have to pre-order when you come to the session. I certainly hope you will, but you don't have to. You can still come and be a part of the Q and A. And those who do choose to pre-order early will be able to qualify for all of the awesome incentives that I've put together for you. So thank you. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.